Hey, welcome to God Quest. Today's going to be a lot of fun. We are going to the Bakey Ranch. We're going to see what Josh Bolding does on a daily basis. He's a real cowboy. And we're going to talk about principles and some things that apply to living for God and helping people become. And we're going to talk about it. So come on, Cletus. Let's go see Josh. This morning early at the Bakey Ranch in Elk Grove, California. This is one of the top cutting horse training facilities in uh, our part of the country. And uh, this is one of the arenas where they train. This is one way they train a roping horse, is this is on a remote control pulley belt system, and the horse learns to follow the movement and become sensitive when to move, when to stop. This is the early beginning stages. It's a process. Well, I am here with Josh Bolding. And as you've just seen, you've kind of seen a little background about where Josh works. That's one of the ranches he works at during the week. And you're kind of all over California, uh, Northern California, working two or three ranches. So give them a little bit about what you do, not so much in the arena. What do you do out in the, out in the field? So out in the field, I do a lot of, uh, it's called day work in the cowboy world. So I go to different ranches that need work, whether they're shipping or gathering whatever kind of, of uh, cowboy work they need help with, they'll call me and I'll go help them and, and they, they pay a set rate for that. So uh, there's, there's a lot that goes on um, outside of the arena, not just day work, but I'll, I'll ride some colts outside, I'll take some outside horses, different things like that. So like, things are a little different outside the rodeo arena when you get on the side of a mountain. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and you, you learned in the in the rough and tumble country of Arizona. Yeah, I, I learned to cowboy in, in Arizona. My family moved out there. It's been about 14 years ago now. And uh, when I was, I was about, I think I got my first horse for my 13th birthday. So from then till now, I've never not had a horse. And uh, once I turned 17, I was old enough to start cowboying on some of the ranches out there. And that's just where I cut my teeth in Northern Arizona. And, I loved, what, uh, I loved what uh, Mike Bakey said the other day. He said when he was a kid, he told his dad, he said, I want to grow up, and be, when I grow up, I want to be a cowboy. His daddy looked at him and said, Mike, you can't do both. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I've watched you work, and uh, you're also a horse trainer. You're not just, you're not just roping cattle. You're, you're actually training, training the horses. And... Uh, the nesting vision of our church is helping people become. And in becoming, there's a process. And you and I were talking the other day on the way to, uh, to look at some, some horses. 
you were telling me that some of the principles that apply in what you do for a living apply in living for God. So unpack some of that. Uh, talk, talk to some of the young people out there that, that may be chafing under God's discipline coming to their life. Yeah, absolutely. So when you, when you compare it to um, the horse world, the horse is a, a wild horse. They have what a lot of horse trainers will call the, the reactive side of their brain. And then they have what's called the thinking side. So a, a wild horse will have a reactive side. That's, that's pretty much all they use. And so they'll have a reactive side of their brain that's this big. And the thinking side of their brain is very small because they don't, they don't utilize that in the wild. They, they just survive how a wild horse would. And so that's very similar to, to a, a person that's come into the church that hasn't um, been under any kind of spiritual discipline that oh, that good. fleshly side of, of our human nature is very wild it's it's very unruly and that's the only thing that people that haven't um, been in a relationship with God under spiritual authority that's all they live by and so uh, as you take a colt or a horse that's wild and you begin to train on them that over time as they learn discipline as they learn consistency and they learn all these different values that make a, a good horse what a good horse is that reactive side of their brain begins to to shrink and the thinking side begins to expand and so as as a as a young christian as a young person when you begin to cultivate your relationship with god that that carnal nature begins to shrink and it you you begin to keep it under control and, and subject, subjected to the laws of, of God and, and spiritual principles. And then you begin to expand in your spirituality. And so that's, um, that's really the, the main thing, like with a wild horse, that's the biggest, the main hurdle that, that you experience. Once they learn to, to control that reactive side and they learn to to think through things not just to react and try and run off to escape a predator or something like that then you really begin to make a lot of traction very quickly and some horses that's a little tougher to get through than others but that's the that's the main but i think it's the same there. way with people yeah for sure. and <clears throat> i watched you <clears throat> the other day work with uh cletus cletus is uh uh, a horse that you helped me get from the Navajo reservation in Arizona and incredible, incredible horse. Mustangs are incredible horses. They are. And, uh, but they, they've got a lot of reaction because that's all they've known. Right. But I watched you, that horse had been, uh, in the field for six months or so. And just through taking him through the paces and getting him to think, don't think reactionary, think, with me right now, right. respond to, to my leading. I think as I watched you, so much is also that horse being sensitive to what pleases you. Right. Like you wanted that horse to go a certain way. Uh, I wonder if that, unpack that for me from, from the vantage point of God uh, as he's directing our lives. Well, like, the value of that horse, okay, so you, you can buy a $1,000 horse 
you know, just, you know, like some yearling or some wild Mustang or something. Some, I mean, you can actually get them what, $125? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can get yeah. one. And obviously a horse is worth more than $125, these wild Mustangs in California, Arizona, Arizona, Nevada. But if you take that wild Mustang that nobody wants, that's just been out there living reactionary life, you put him under the hand of a disciplined leader like yourself, you actually increase the value of that horse. And uh, I, I heard one story about a horse that I think you paid like $2,500 for, you got offered $30,000 for because the rancher saw you working. So, so the value, am, am I right that the value increases? Yeah, absolutely. It, there's like the, that horse that you mentioned that you know, I bought him for, I, I think I paid 3,500 for him. And I got him because he kept bucking the lady off that had him. And he hurt her pretty bad. Oh, man. And so it was kind of, it was a little bit of a gamble for me. Like, sometimes you can't fix them if they've gotten away with it for so long or there's some other kind of issue there. But I got him, and once I kind of figured out what the, where the issue was coming from, I was able to work around it and do a lot of other things, unlock a lot of potential that horse had. And he's, right now, he's my number one horse. But... um I think when it comes to when it comes to people, sometimes because of the situation that some somebody's been in for so long, that's that's all they see in themselves. They don't see beyond their their issues and mm -hmm. their struggle. And so for them to come to um, a church and come under leadership that sees what their potential is outside of their current situation and to help lead them through whatever means it is spiritually to to get them through that that's where you you know as an individual you grow so much from that you you get to see new plateaus and, and new dimensions that you've never seen before because somebody was willing to invest some time in you and to help you through those through those issues and, and really unlock your potential of who you are that horse you know, I'm not a horse, so I can't speak for a horse, but it's, it, it seems like the horse doesn't understand at first what's going on. Like, well, why is he making me feel this pressure? Right. But that pressure or that training, that discipline is releasing the greatness of what that horse can produce and do. Right. And so oftentimes in our walk with God, God puts pressure on us. God puts us through situations. God puts us through disciplines that we don't understand, we may not even like, that make us uncomfortable. Right. But if we will trust the process and learn to yield to his hand, yield to the hand of God, it's going to help us become greater. Um, I, I think that there's a lot in this. And I would like, Josh, for you to be a regular on uh, God Quest because there's a lot of intrigue there. But I see some incredible things uh, related to to daily discipline, uh, the daily issues, the daily grind that is actually producing greatness. I'd like, I'd like you to come back at some point and talk about this. But today, just wrap up. Any, any last thoughts you have for a young man out there that's wanting to become great? What would you suggest to them? They want to do something for God. They want to be great. What would you say to them? I think the most important thing is is having some work ethics. Good. That will get you a long ways. 
work ethics, not just in, in a physical sense, but spiritual work ethics. That's very important. Your, how you cultivate your relationship with God, it takes work. It doesn't just mm -hmm. happen. None of that stuff just happens. Whether you want to learn to, to be effective as an altar worker, any of those kinds of things, if you have solid work ethics where you're cultivating all of those, those different sides of, of what are important in ministry, what are important in a Christian life, that'll get you a long ways. And something that, that I was taught in the horse training world um, that applies very directly is there's, there's a lot of people that have a lot of talent, but hard work will beat talent 10 times out of 10 because talented people, it comes easily, it comes yeah. easy for them. Maybe somebody that, that is um, just better with, with words or better at conveying a thought to somebody is gonna have an, an easier time learning some of those, those disciplines. But if you have hard, if you are a hard worker and you have discipline and you have good work ethics and you stick with it, you're gonna be more successful than someone that's talented. And, and I think that applies a lot spiritually. I mean, if there's some people where it's easier for them to interact yeah. with other people. But if you have a burning desire to do something for God and you cultivate that and you have good work ethics that not just on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday <laughs> night, that go beyond yeah. that, you're, you're going to be successful in whatever ministry God's called you to be in. Well, I, I think you can see why I wanted to talk with Josh. There's a lot of insight that he's learned on the back of a horse on the side of the mountain yeah. and uh, in some round pins. So this is going to be a lot of fun as we move forward. And remember, we're all in this thing together. We're trying to find the will of God and do the work of God in our own sphere in the world where God placed us. But in that world, let me just tell you, there's a wonderful opportunity for you to do something great and become something great. So keep your focus, maintain your faith with God, get on this God quest with us. We love you. We'll see you next week on God quest. God bless.